name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we hear that gospel reading again. We encounter the Canaanite woman, that woman who won't take no for an answer, but she keeps on pursuing and pursuing and pursuing Christ, even as she is hushed and pushed away by the apostles who are begging for her to go away. And even as she receives these responses from Christ that are hardly helpful, and yet they are to us, we see that she will not relent. She will keep pursuing Christ. Her story is so startling to us because on the one hand, it's hard to hear Christ speak those words, but we must also recognize his providence is greater than what those words might appear to us at first blush. But on the other hand, it's so startling because she just will not stop. And we see in her two qualities that are essential for our Christian life. And those qualities are a single-minded zeal and humility. Now when I say a single-minded zeal, it means that we have a zeal, a desire, an intense desire that has one focus and just one focus. You think of the image of being in stormy waters and you've fallen out of the boat and the waves are crashing all around you, maybe there's sharks, maybe it's freezing cold, but you don't notice any of that because all you're focused on is there's the boat, I need to get to the boat. No matter what's going on around you, it doesn't matter. You're just focused on, I must get to that boat. Or like Peter, when he was slipping in the waters after he had walked on the waters. Her focus is unwavering, and nothing will get in her way. She's completely unstoppable, and this is how we must be in our own lives. Another woman who was much like this, Yoronda Samarkela, or Macrina, forgive me, Yoronda Samarkina. She was a great spiritual warrior, and she was a spiritual mother to many holy women, among whom are Yoronda Sapraxia at the monastery in Goldendale, and many others. There's an image of her on the front of this book that has her writings, or rather her, her homilies that she gave to the women. And she was also a spiritual child of Elder Ephraim, who recently reposed in the Lord. But she speaks much about zeal and about our pursuing Christ above all other things. And she describes in one of these passages a person who is truly a spiritual person. And she says, the world could be upside down, yet inside the person there is meekness, self-control, peace, and a spiritual state of great delight. This is the person who is unaffected by the blows of the world, unaffected by insults, unaffected by struggles and trials, unaffected by poverty, a person whose internal state is a state like Christ, one of peace. And this is really what we see in the Canaanite woman, is 
She is so focused on what her desire is, she's not affected by the other people around. How many of us, when we're insulted in front of a group setting, it would cause us to recoil from whatever it is that we're doing? Or you think of a child, if the child is trying to reach into the cookie jar and the parent says from across the room, don't do that, they just freeze up. We're affected so greatly by the things around us and by the people around us. And yet there's this Canaanite woman whose unwavering focus is on Christ. We likewise must recognize we're going to meet Christ. Not just at the end of our lives, but each and every day we should be wake up, wake up saying, I'm going to meet Christ today. We have so many opportunities to meet Christ if we have that zeal, that single-mindedness. We can encounter him in the created world around us, the beautiful snow outside, the birds in the air. We can encounter Christ in the people around us, the strangers that we encounter, as well as our loved ones. We can encounter Christ. We can encounter Christ within ourselves, in our time of prayer, in quiet, in stillness. All of these are opportunities to meet Christ, just as the Canaanite woman on the road was going to meet Christ. Yoronda Samakrina said another thing in, in this same homily. It's homily number five. She says, if a day goes by and one does not enjoy and feel God's presence, the day is wasted. Everything else is worthless. A day should not escape us without spiritual communication with God, because this communication makes one holy, a God by grace. You should pursue the prayer fervently like those who search for a pearl. Without the prayer, the heart does not have Christ. This is how each and every day with that single-minded zeal looks. It is that we are pursuing Christ in each and every day. We should wake up and say, today I'm going to encounter Christ. Today I will find him. Our spiritual life isn't just about effort. You know, we often think of it like, I try not to sin, and then I'll be able to encounter Christ. But in fact, it's zeal, our eagerness, that we must focus on. Because then when we're looking for Christ, we see Christ all around us. It's our zeal that is so central. And it means pursuit. Because Christ is always coming and pursuing us. Don't forget that. He's not upset or offended by our sin. He is pursuing us, zealous to pursue us, to enter into us, to dwell in us. This is why the word for God's love is described as eros. It's that love that is pursuing, unrelenting, that will not stop, just like the Canaanite woman. Just like her, such is Christ's love for us. He will not stop pursuing us. So as we pursue him, and the meeting of the two is natural. It comes day in and day out again and again. But our single-mindedness is rarely so. Most of the time we're, as St. James says, double-minded. And that word again in Greek is dipsikos. It actually means double-souled. Two souls. We have the soul that's pursuing Christ some of the time, and then the soul that tends to dominate, which is the one that's pursuing earthly pleasures, the one that is worried and upset by things, 
or fearful or judgmental. And so we become two-souled, which sounds impossible, but this is how we live our lives, as though we have two souls when we don't. Because we want to pursue Christ, but then other things get in the way. We let other things get in there. And once again, in this wonderful homily from Yeronda Samakrina, she says, this is what we must do with our soul, or with our noose, as she says here. We must bind our noose, just as the soldiers bind their provision sacks. When the noose tries to leave, we will say, come here. Where do you think you're going? To criticize? To wander about? Sit here, vagabond. But we let our mind go wherever it wants, and when it comes back naked and hungry, how can we place it into our heart afterwards and pray? We have to bind ourselves, keep our focus. Because if we look at the situation of the Canaanite woman, the apostles should have gotten her focus away. They were heartless. They said, we don't want her around, and they're going to their master saying, send her away. This should have deterred her. This is the way in which, in our earthly lives, we so often have these situations that pull us away from Christ. Someone says something offensive to us, and we're hurt and wounded, or we're angry. And in this way, we are not binding our noose, as Yoronda Samakrina says. Our single-mindedness is a way of keeping focus, a way of being on the right frequency. And this gets to that other aspect that I mentioned at the very beginning that is so essential to our spiritual lives, and that's humility. Because what we see in the Canaanite woman is humility. We see that she already accepts herself as being low. She can't be hurt by the insults that are coming at her because she just lets them go by. This is only a quality of humility can't fake this. When someone insults us, it's an insult only if we're insulted. Did you ever think about that? We imagine insults are just things that people say, but actually insults are the things that insult us. It's only an insult if I'm offended, if I'm hurt. And if I'm not hurt or offended or angry, then it's not an insult. So the Canaanite woman completely disarmed the apostles, and then it disarmed Christ's own words. Because he said, I'm not going to throw it to the dogs. But what did she do that was so shocking? She said, it's okay, I'm a dog, I'll take it. And it doesn't mean that we have self-hatred or anything like that. It's not as though we tend to think of humility as like, we're just trying to shove ourselves down into the ground. Not at all. Humility is a state of peace because we're no longer affected by things. We think of humiliation, and that's when we are humbled against our will. If we allow our, the humiliation to happen, it's no longer a humiliation. We could say she was humiliated, but she wasn't. She wasn't hurt by it. She wasn't affected by it. And humility is so important. St. Paisio says that humility and love are the frequencies in which God works. So if you're trying to pursue Christ, if you're waking up in the morning saying, today I'm going to meet Christ, but you don't have humility, then you're on the wrong frequency. 
Instead, you'll encounter in other people opportunities for judgment or ways of trying to assert ourselves or of being offended or being fearful by whatever they're trying to say to us, trying to throw fear at us and make us fearful. And so we lose our opportunity to meet Christ. We must be humble, we must be unaffected by others' judgments, by their cruelty, because when we go low, when we keep our focus on Christ, then our spiritual life becomes positive and not negative. How often our spiritual life feels like drudgery, like we have a nagging inquisitor who's always looking for the things that we're doing wrong. Instead, think of it as this pursuit of love. We have a lover who is Christ himself who is pursuing us. All we need to do is look for him. Look for him and see him when he appears to us in the form of other people, in the form of the world around us, and yes, in our own souls. We just need to be pursuing him, and he is pursuing us, and then our spiritual life becomes joy, joy upon joy upon joy. This is how we can encounter Christ, with a single-minded zeal and with humility. Amen.